way to come back. What's good? Happy Royal Wedding Day, everybody. Yes. Who woke up at 4 a.m.? Boy. Well, Emily was already up at 4 a.m. Because there was ghosts in the apartment. Because we have a fucking ghost. Should we talk about the vacuum? Let's talk about the vacuum. Well, first, let's talk about... We've been on a hiatus. What's well, happened since? Um, we've changed recording locations. We now work from home. Mm-hmm. Hot update. I didn't want to say it before. We were doing it from my day job office. And so every five seconds, I was worried that I was going to get fired. Um, but you didn't. That's but I thing. didn't because I, I was doing nothing wrong. <laughs> but now I'm in my home. Our new home. New we home. moved in together. Into the beautiful, garbage-free Clinton Hill slash Four Green neighborhood of Brooklyn. It's going great. It is. For those who don't know, we used to live in Bushwick. Trash town, USA. Yeah, it's fun. There's a lot of trash. And when you have a dog... <laughs> great bars, lots of trash. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, dogs okay. are no good with trash sidewalks. She eats a lot of chicken bones. Yeah, you have no idea how many chicken bones are just <laughs> thrown awry on the street until you have a dog. Um, yeah, what else happened? We left the country. We did. We went to Mexico, so we just weren't here. Yep. Cartel didn't get us. Got away. Got away. With another one. <laughs> Lauren had like at least six root canals. I did. Um, a lot's happened, it, really. Yeah. <laughs> root canals... Are probably the worst. <laughs> well, getting, aren't you not even done? Don't you still have like two cavities? I have two cavities, walking? but I have no more health insurance, so I have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> so they're rocking. Hopefully, those don't turn into root canals. Oh my! Well, the, yeah, they're gonna. They're just like <laughs> sitting there rotting in your mouth. Well, rotting. Sounds, but I floss now. So I do. It's fine. I floss every single day now. For any, anyone who doesn't, you really should. I used to kind of be like, oh. You know, you I mean, floss when you can. Is where it's at. Water pick. I don't know about those. I feel like they They're don't really get in there. Dang. You're not doing it right then. You're the problem. Because <laughs> it's definitely not the water pick. All right, so tell them about the vacuum. Okay, so we moved into this new apartment. It's been going great. Feels like a home. I'm just going to leave out the part about how I was cleaning out the kitchen cupboard and there's like a vignette portrait of a woman from the 1800s covered in goo. Yeah, we'll just Allegedly. like gloss over that really quickly. And the other night we were sleeping and woke up in the middle of the night because the fucking vacuum is on. I mean, I don't know how... I thought in the morning I would wake up and there would be, like, a logical explanation of, like, of course, oh, it was next to this thing, and that makes so much sense. But I just woke up the next day, I'm like, oh, I'm terrified, because that only turns on if you deliberately turn it on. So now I I haven't slept since. <laughs> and uh, I feel like we should just name this ghost and commit, or, like, buy right. some sage. Can we pretend it's a dog ghost? I mean, I was like, I wanted to blame Bree, our dog, for turning on the vacuum. I'm like, she can't even do that. So I don't think a dog ghost could do that either. Well, welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Podcast. This is the Rabbit Hole Podcast. Shout out Phoebe. Where we talk about crap we find on the internet and what flavor Red Bull we're drinking this week. Yeah. Sugar-free, 12 ounce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 12 ounce. We really stepped it up here. It's just kind of the best. It's it's okay. Three fifty five milliliters. 
No, three fifty price. I'm looking on the side. Oh, I I owe you fifty cents. <laughs> yeah, we talk about stuff we find on the internet that is weird. Yeah, aka the podcast where I recap other podcasts and talk about my period. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I feel like I had other general things I wanted to say. Let's see. We covered the haunted vacuum, my teeth, mm-hmm. your period. Um, the royal wedding, of course. Yeah, I really had to start with that. We should just have it on in the background. Aw. <laughs> NBA I mean, playoffs. Okay. <laughs> I'm Emily. That's Lauren. Hello. Lauren, say a fun fact about yourself. Um, for a the fun crowd. fact. Oh my god, I'm on the spot. <laughs> um, so it's kind of funny. I think in general, I get this from my dad. I don't really like to watch sad movies. You don't. You know, I I turn on a movie, I kind of want to laugh or, like, be heartwarmed or, like, learn. Mm -hmm. But I have a hard time when it's just, like, depressing. I don't really want to spend my time that way. But I find myself, when it comes to this podcast, I just like the darker it gets, like, or the more sad it gets, I I tend to gravitate towards it. Yeah, that's interesting for you. Yeah. you really don't. You, yeah. like, put on blinders time. <laughs> Every time we watch a movie, we have to go on doesthedogdie.com. <laughs> and we started watching The Winter's Bone, the, like, Jennifer Lawrence's old movie the other day, and just, like, turned on for five minutes, and there were, like, dogs everywhere. I'm like, mm, I'm starting to, get, like, let's just, let's just check. <laughs> and, yep, it was a confirmed two-hitter. Two double So we double. had to turn it off. Yeah. Well, the thing about that movie of like you can immediately tell because they hoarded dogs they're like oh i found a dog in the woods oh this and there's three dogs like a minute later i was like these are all gonna die yeah. and they're neglected i mean i can't watch it <laughs> to be clear we watched three and a half minutes of and that there movie. were four dogs yeah totally and can't like some ponies not not gonna watch it marley watch and me nice try i'm never watching that <laughs> yeah i've never watched that so this week i chose Feral Children. Fantastic choice. Thank you. Truly a classic. It is a classic. So not like, only... Uh-huh. I was just going to say, if I feel like that's such a stepping stone of interneting. Like, if you haven't stayed up till three in the morning looking up Feral Children on Wikipedia, then you're not using the internet correctly. Definitely. I'm going to touch on not only children who have been isolated from humans but also you know the kids that have taken to animals and been you know raised okay, by wolves I don't know anything about that i didn't okay. know that's actually like possible yeah so technically the de- the definition of a feral child is a human child who has lived isolated from human contact from a very young age where they have little or no experience of human care behavior or crucial or crucially of human language some feral children have been confined by their parents. Yeah. We all yeah, know those. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm thinking of. Yeah. So insane. Yeah. You're totally just like a clean slate of a person. You're like a test tube person, but in a very, very sad way. Yeah, it's really sad. In some of these instances, the kids who are neglected by their parents, mm-hmm. they kind of find homes with animals. Because at least there's social, there's a social component there. Okay. So it's it's kind of like if your parents are alcoholics and they never check on you, they don't care if you're alive or not. 
and they never talk to you. Yeah. And you leave and you find this group of animals who like interact with you and kind of, you know. What animals am I supposed to be picturing? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I know you love otters. Oh my God. A little otter family. Yeah. No, um, I'm picturing like wild birds that like can't fly and just well, walk around. I don't have it here, but one of the ones I read mm-hmm. was in, in fact birds where the mom was a hoarder of this child and they just had tons of birds, like tons of birds okay. in their apartment. Mom didn't talk to the kid. And when the police or social services walked in, mm-hmm. the kid, they opened the door and the kid was just like, squawk, squawk, <laughs> and, like flapping its oh arms. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's funny, but they really take to, like, they watch them. Like, we watch our parents, and you yeah. learn words from them or mannerisms or, like, habits. So they watch these birds, and they're like, this is who I am. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, one good example, I think probably the most, I guess we could all maybe understand, is dogs. Because we can kind of cohabitate. Yeah, habitat, like raised by is. wolves things. Yeah, Um and there's one example in Ukraine from the 90s. Um, Malalaya. Malalaya? <laughs> Malaya? How do you say this? Malaya. Malaya. She was a girl who bonded with dogs and imitated their behavior. Behavior For five years until she was eight years old, Malaya was neglected by her alcoholic parents and lived with dogs. When she was found by the state authorities, she was not able to talk ran around on all fours barking, slept on the floor, and ate and took care of her hygiene like a dog. Uh, details? Like, uh, how do you do that? I mean, like, lick yourself clean, bark, walk on all fours. <laughs> the walking on all fours, I'm, like, pretty impressed. Yeah. I, I've read a few. Can ins- you, like, like imagine running on all fours? That's, like, not possible. I think or, it like, is. takes a long time to train You're not going to go as fast do. as a dog. Yeah. Because <laughs> your body's not meant for that. But That's a lot crazy. of them have said that when they leave these circumstances, they have a hard time, like, readjusting to walking upright for a minute. Because mm. they're so used to it, you know? Just yeah. as we are. When you go on all fours, it's like, this is so uncomfortable. It's kind of can be the reverse. Yeah. Like um, how Nasubi couldn't wear clothes for a year. Because he's like, this is too itchy. And gives me a rash. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Nasubi. That was so sad. That was so sad. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. Um, The good news is Mai was eventually transferred to a foster home for mentally disabled children. She underwent years of specialized therapy and education to address her behavioral issues. Upon adulthood, she's been taught to subdue her dog-like behavior. She learned to speak fluently and intelligently, and she now works on the farm milking cows, but remains somewhat intellectually impaired. She also went on TV, and she requested everyone stop calling her dog girl. Aww. So if any of you are calling her dog girl, please cut it out. She doesn't like it. She just wants to be a normal girl. Aww. Um, and she also that. said her main dream in life is to find her biological mother. I found that interesting. Oh. Because she was abused and neglected, but still had that, like, you know, maternal drive or whatever you want to call it. And beyond dogs, there's instances, like I said, of of birds, camels, goats. Wow. Yeah. So there's plenty. Of, and you can imagine. Aww, it, goats. I thought you'd like that. There's no information like on it, jump. but they called him Andre Goat Boy. <laughs> <sighs> it was right off the tongue. Yeah, it does. That's my little brief raised by animals. 
technically still feral. But I wanted to mostly talk about our girl Jeannie. I know the girl Jeannie. It's so depressing. It's horrible. I read about her and then I and I was sad. And then I watched a documentary. Okay. And I, I started crying. I was really? like seeing it really took it to another level. Because sometimes you're a little detached. I didn't look at pictures. I was just reading. And then I thought, why don't, you know, I know it's so highly publicized. Why don't I check it out? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I don't. I, I think don't I've seen this. it. Yeah. She's still alive, right? She is. She's like 60. Oh. But we don't know her. We don't know. Okay. Okay. Start from the beginning. Um, So this little baby genie is born and her dad. Like what year and what state are they? 60 years ago in California, I believe. Got it. Okay. Wild ones. All right. Those wild Californians. (laughs) Um, So she's born and her dad believes that she's mentally handicapped. So at the age of 20 months, 20 months old, decides, oh, I'm just going to tie you up in your bed for the rest of your life. So from from then, from that age to 13 years later. Holy shit. She was confined to her bed with rope. And when she wasn't confined to her bed with rope, she was confined to to a toilet. uh, Yep. Potty chair. Like, because she's a fucking child. Um, with rope. Something I didn't realize until I watched the documentary was this room was literally, um, the, the the shades were drawn. So not only are you tied down, but it's completely dark. She had no, the, the father told, she had a brother and a mother. The father told both of them to never interact with her. Don't speak to her. Don't, don't do nothing. So yeah, no one knew they had another kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she like never left the room. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. What a great solution yeah. to like dealing with any mental issues. Like, just don't even look at her. <laughs> like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. So, right. So, thirteen or ten years later, I should say. Oh my God. Yeah, ten years. No, just think about no. And it's social. like if she wasn't before, now she's exactly. You know, it's like once you're crazy, everything you do makes you crazy. Sure. Jesus. They come and they find her. She's obviously completely malnourished. One of the cops who was on the scene said he had a seven, six-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he said Jeannie, who was 14 about, looked exactly like his six-year-old. So insane. Yeah. So once they got her out, she, she obviously couldn't talk. She barely could walk. Like she right. know, cause she doesn't. She learned no language. She she hadn't. She wasn't even exposed. She had no stimuli. That's probably the you couldn't w- even like listen to people talk. No, not at all. Like, not yeah, at you're all. just kept in a dark room for like 14 years, Holy tied up. Shit. Not and there's no light. It's just like you can't you can't fathom it. Like, what does your brain even do Exa- when you're just I, kept that way? Yeah. There's, I, I watched a documentary, it kind of explained that, which was actually, it was pretty... Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, it's terribly sad. Isn't it when you see pictures or videos of her, like, her posture is incredibly fucked up, because she's just been, like, tied up and has, like, no muscle development? I think at first, yeah, it was, it wasn't like... She's never walked more It wasn't than, like, like eight scary. Consistency. It was more like, she definitely, like, hunched, hunched over. Mm-hmm. And she was clearly, like, severely underweight, but it wasn't, like... She's a really pretty girl, which is weird, I guess, to say, but, like, she doesn't look 
like decrepit in a way that you would expect. Okay. I found, which I guess made it. I, I mean, you can you can bounce back. Fourteen. She did. In mm-hmm. her body, did at least it looked like she did. When she started to get rehabilitated, she put on more weight. She walked up right, and she, she couldn't. She wouldn't like run like, you know, hands at her sides like, but she would yeah, you know skip kind of track she, and field. But yeah. we'll have to get skip. All right. Ah. <laughs> Um, so obviously every obviously. fucking psychologist in the nation and probably internationally. Yeah. Yeah. And for good reason. It's one of those things where I think back in the day, even now, if that happened now, I don't, I don't think we'd be able to really like touch it. Well, you know, um, sidebar tangent, like something similar did just happen. Remember I told you about it? I forget what state it was, but it was a couple and they had like between 12 and 14 kids in the house, but people like didn't know that they had kids. And one of the kids like they did an elaborate like breakout plan and one of the siblings, it was like two of the siblings planned this breakout. One of them got too scared at the last second and the other one just went for it. They've like never been outside of the house yeah. and went and got the police and brought them back. And they have, like, more than a dozen children, and they're all, like, extremely malnourished. They said the kids are, like, up to 21, but don't look over, like, 12, any of them. And they're all just, like, kept in chains all day and, like, not given food. And just no one knew that they have kids when you have that many fucking kids. It's insane. Yeah. So I've been – I remember when that, like, first broke, and I'm like, I can't wait for more info on this and to see, like, the actual – details because it was pretty like bare bare details yeah. at the time i'm like i bet there will be a documentary on them yeah i know it's hard not to it's one of those things where you don't like like fetishize them yeah you don't of. want to but it is more like well what happens what happens when to a person when they're confined to that circumstance yeah what the hell happens sit in the dark all day oh You've my never heard God. words before that's like the box movie or the room. I fucking the idea room. of that is just I love like, that movie. It was a good movie, but the idea of it at least they had stimuli. It's like different. And each other. Yeah. Totally. It's totally different, but it's still like Are you talking about the girl that's kept in under in the I don't box even under the talk bed? Talk about that. I'll do that for an episode. Oh my god. Yeah. That's an amazing story. She's doing fine. She gets to the hospital and the doctors want to test first of all if she's mentally handicapped oh god if she's Hard even no. mentally handicapped so they do some tests i don't really understand they like were able to like look at well, her she spine. is now right but it's like who knows if she was at the 20 months that they started doing that to her i should let you talk and tell me probably go ahead i think that's why everyone was so like excited to talk to her because mm-hmm. it's like is she now yeah is that what happens to a person do yeah. they just you know i think that's the whole like frenzy about it right um so they did some tests some doctors claim oh yeah we we think she is and this one woman one woman and this one woman she explained that as a year like this was kind of an overarching study about if she was handicapped or not mentally handicapped or not. overarching like took like a long I, time or there were other more things like going stu- on? okay like took a long time in the sense of like they brought her in, like, you know, you got to test a lot of things. Okay. So I think it was more like feeling everything out and testing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
this this woman said there's no way she started to kind of grasp language she wouldn't necessarily talk mm-hmm. but she would kind of start she would start using body language and she would start she had a capacity to learn right. um and the progress she made this doctor argue that there's no it's it's it excels that of a mentally handicapped person so she's like i think there's no way now she's Jeez. obviously emotionally scarred right but in her belief the even after all of that the progress she made to her showed like i don't i don't think holy I, shit the capacity she had showed that she's not so she was brought in and it's kind of sad because you hear about the story and you just want her to find a good True home love. yeah that <laughs> a husband you just want her <laughs> just to find a nice a man yeah <laughs> but it's kind of like her caretakers and her slash therapist slash scientist everyone kind of started to just get woven into one where her one of her therapists was like i kind of began to take a caretaker role as well right so Uh people started to be like this is a conflict of interest blah blah blah. but the therapist was like yeah might be but that's what she needs she needs stability in her life Mm -hmm. um but regardless throughout the time she was being studied she she did she she was still unsocial like she clearly was not at the level you would be at that age like she they said she was like a two or three year old level intellect yeah but she would start hoarding objects and you know kind of like throwing tantrums if people took things away as a three-year-old would Mm -hmm. and even by the end of it she kind of understood hugs and like liked giving hugs and stuff like that oh dude it's so sad it's just so fucking sad but you can see it's like she did she started to it not in a maybe not in a linear way that most three-year-olds can or whatever the case may be but she started she started to learn yeah one of the things linguists Ling- wanted to learn was if she could learn a language because there was this theory prior to her that there's this thing called like a crucial period right i was thinking that too yeah like once you're past that age yeah meaning if you've never been taught how to do these basic social functions after a certain point you really can't ever get a hang of it technically she was never really she couldn't ever acquire that language she couldn't ever fully like speak okay um so i feel like that's but you can tell she has like an understanding to learn yeah right but what's unfortunate is that like i mentioned about the therapist is word kind of got out and this kind of ethics conversation started where they're like she shouldn't be researched and cared for by the same person this is wrong and the mother the mother of all people was like yeah i don't like this i don't like this so they gave her back to the mother in the same house no fucking way in the same house she was abused in and the therapist was like are you fucking i can't think of anything worse literally she said there's i literally could not think of anything worse than bringing her back to that place holy shit and it's and you just see videos of her like interact like fuck it's just so sad she goes back to the house and like two months later the mom's like ah nope i can't deal with this just raising her on her own so yeah no shit yeah so she gets thrown into foster care and all these Uh. hospitals yeah but then the therapist, the same thing. She's like, this is a, this was a terrible, this is the worst possible scenario because she needs, the only thing she needs is a stability and she can't have that 
where she is now. So she's like, this is just... And she's just further treated as there's something wrong with you. The worst part was after, you know, like I mentioned, she did kind of make progress here and there. Mm -hmm. And it was reported after this kind of last round of wards that she just completely like deteriorated. Yeah. Um, Lost all. So it's kind of like, well, (laughs) I, we, we talk about ethics, like, yeah, maybe that wasn't the best case scenario, but for your therapist to be also the caretaker and all that. But um, it seems like ethically that was a lot better than what ended up happening. It's like being thrown into like a public school system with a thousand kids in one class when you need like special attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're just going to get lost in the muck when she's such a special case. Yeah. Um, Something you brought up earlier was the brain. You have like you have two hemispheres. Did you know that? <laughs> and they said that the left side of your brain, I forget what it was exactly, but kind of the le- the logistic. Yeah, that processes language and processes oh, okay. speech and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It just kind of completely shrivels. It didn't grow at all. And they said that her right side of the brain like started to like adapt to this deal is with afterwards that. or while she was. They looked at her. They obviously scanned her brain after the fact, and they saw that the left side of her brain it might be the right side but one side of her brain was underdeveloped way underdeveloped yeah and that they said even the right side the other side tried to compensate for it which i thought was pretty remarkable in the sense that your body can kind of adapt to just about anything Mm -hmm. and i wonder if that part of the brain dying if it almost like helps you deal with it in a way I also wonder if the part that flourished a little bit more it's like the creative side so if she's like compensating to deal by like being mm. more having more creative outlooks like inside her own head since she doesn't Escaping. have like yeah, yeah exactly I could totally like because ma- what I know maybe she like sat in the room and fantasized all day that's probably what you would do yeah but you, like don't right what really is- know that you're doing that yeah totally and now she's where we don't even know where she is She's believed to be under the care of, like, California State, which means she's probably, like, rotting in a bed That's somewhere. That's really fucking sad. I yeah. thought it had a better ending than that. I wish it did. I wish the therapist was like, oh. And on the documentary, she's crying. The therapist's crying because she's like, I just want to know where she is. She has pictures of her. Oh, my she's God. Like, yeah. Okay. So I just read the risk, the rescue portion of the Wikipedia page. I don't know how you just breeze past this. This is fucking insanity. So her, Jeannie's mom and dad get in a really big fight. Jeannie's mom like threatens to leave and does. She leaves with Jeannie and leaves the house and goes to her parents. Around three weeks later, Jeannie's mother decides to apply for disability benefits because she's nearly blind. Um, And so, but because she's nearly blind, she accidentally enters the general social services office door instead of like the disability benefits that can't be real i that's like how did this turn into an episode of curb your enthusiasm (laughs) (laughs) holy shit and the social worker who greeted them instantly said something was wrong when she saw genie and was shocked to learn her true age right because she probably looks six yeah yeah so Damn. thank God her mom like couldn't see shit. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. That's crazy. Okay, and then her dad, 
He was scheduled to appear in court on child abuse charges, and the morning of, he committed suicide. Police found two suicide notes, one intended for his son, and in part said, be a good boy, I love you, and one directed at police. Saying, you can't catch me where I'm going. Which which contained the declaration, the world will never understand. Oh, suck my dick. (laughs) Suck my dick as well while you're at it. Um, Okay, yeah, that's a great one. It's a heavy one, but you can just read about it forever. Yeah. Thanks for... That was like a good alley-oop. Oh, to end on uh, a... <laughs> no, I mean like... That's like sexy. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like... Wah, wah. No, I mean alley-oop. Like you figuring out how what happened to the parents. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's what we do here. Okay. My toy? Your toy. What I got into is the first publicly traded person. So a guy that shares... No! (laughs) Selling stock in yourself. Slaves. (laughs) Slavery. I'm going to cover slavery. No, the selling stock in yourself. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Very interesting. So this guy, his name is Mike Merrill, and he's the first publicly traded person, not a sex slave, sells (laughs) stock in himself. So what that means is that he sells shares of himself and allows shareholders to vote on major decisions in his life. Sorry, our dog needs water. Our dog drinks so loud. She's across the room and it's probably like drowning out everything that I'm saying. Okay. Uh, Sells shares of himself and allows shareholders to vote on major decisions in his life. As those decisions begin to pay off for him, the share price rises and everyone is rewarded. Wow. That's so fun. It is fun and scary. Okay, so the big idea, according to Mikey, Mr. Mikey Mikey. Merrill. It's me, Mikey. Good, great impression. That's exactly what he sounds like. So the big idea (laughs) to him is that (laughs) shareholders will act in their best interest, which is also his best interest. So he says, I'm made up of 100,000 shares. He's selling off his time, originally his evenings and weekends, which after doing some math of like how many hours that is and how long he's going to live in general, he decided that his time was worth $100,000 at a dollar a piece. So he says, once someone is invested financially, they're invested personally. What's best for me is now what's best for them. Meaning like, should I go to college or like... Yeah, I'll read you some examples, okay. but this is like remarkably optimistic for how people will treat you compared to how people treat their sims, which is essentially what he's making himself. Yeah, but it's too, share, shares are too cheap. If they were more expensive, I would believe. Well, people buy a lot. Okay. Like now it's like $6.50, but when I went to buy some, it like starts at like 20 shares. Okay, got it. Yes, he's a fucking sim. He is. I made you in Sims and I killed you by accident. I'm sorry. You just got old really fast. Hey. <laughs> I think I stressed you out a lot because yeah. I stayed home. Yeah, you did art and you made me go And then to I work. made you go be like a famous politician and Ugh. work. So Ugh. I had money to stay at home. <laughs> and all you wanted to house. do was play catch. And I was like, we can't play catch in here every single time. And you're like, I just want to play catch. Until you got old really fast and died, and I'm sorry I never played catch with you. Anyway. 
Okay, so here's how it works. Shareholders create a login and deposit money into their account, which is connected to his checking account. And they can use that money in their account to buy shares at auction prices and like vote in these things that he puts up for vote. Here are some examples. On July 12th, 2008, change of hair color, 274 votes for yes, 368 for no, rejected. Vegetarian Mm. diet, 274 Mm. for yes. Oh, no. I got the numbers wrong. I just copied and pasted them, so they're the same as the last one, but approved. Um, Attempt polyphasic sleeping schedule, approved. Winter mustache, rejected. Should I buy Fallout 4? Rejected. Cut caffeine by 33%, approved. Subscribe to Spotify, approved. Should I learn to snowboard? rejected right because okay i kind of like like, hurt yourself or things that'll make you more valuable yeah as a person yeah um learn to ski approved hmm interesting um start a formal meditation practice approved learn to play piano approved paint house a new color approved officiate friend's wedding approved get the idea okay yeah they're simpler than i thought uh uh-huh um april 26 2010 should I register as being a Republican? And he, so he like really doesn't identify with the Republican ideals. This is also 2010. And he like thinks it's so dumb that it's so easy to change parties by just checking a box. And there are no requirements. Um, and it wasn't that weighted in 2010 as much as it is now. And he's like, there's no way I'll be a Republican. It's meaningless to me. I'll just vote in a different primary and get weird mail. And it'll be like a little awkward to explain to my friends. It's fine. 661 votes for yes. 123 for no. Approved. Register as a Republican. Um, Quick update. He recently on his website, like, put up for a vote of like, uh, so this got a little out of hand and I really don't want this on my name anymore uh, and don't want to be involved. Can we repeal this one? And that one was approved. So he's no longer a Republican. Mm. So here's where it gets pretty crazy in his, in regard to his romantic life. So he's about to move in together with his girlfriend and a shareholder says, uh, we should get to vote on that since it's going to affect your productivity. And at first he was really reluctant and wasn't like it started off as small things that Mm -hmm. he was putting up for a vote, not like his like actual direct personal life and bringing other people into it. But then he thought like, you know, from the shareholders perspective, if I had money on this, like I would, I, of course I'd want to vote on that. So this is where he develops this new rule of thumb where he, says anything that I would ask my friends for advice on or their opinion, I'm just going to put it up to shareholders. Word. Which is like good, loose. Which leads us to the vasectomy vote in July 2008. So he weighs... Yes. It <laughs> yeah. definitely goes for you. Yeah, because kids are what just a money pit. Yeah, so he... For all of these votes, he like... Not only a money writes, pit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they're good for. Just take your money and they leave you. Um, so in all these votes, he like really lays out, he's a very well-spoken person, just weighs his options very well and much better than I'm about to. So he weighs like the financial and time sacrifices and calculates like the average cost of having a kid. And he's like, I'm really good with kids. Um, 
And then also weighing like the happiness that it would bring me that's like unparable to everything yeah. else. Um, but he's like, I just also never really wanted them. But he is like in his mid 30s at this point or like between it's 30 and 40. Soon, yeah. um, so should I get a vasectomy? His girlfriend didn't know that he put this up oh to a vote and was not cool with that. And his reaction was, maybe you should buy more shares. So uh, they break up. Yeah. And the, the vote was 387 yes, 456 no, rejected. Yeah. He didn't get the vasectomy. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's a good point about... It's like, as a shareholder... Do you want someone to be financially well off or do you want someone to be happy? And how do you quantify like... Well, you definitely want both because a successful person will have both of those things but, and a happier person will be more productive. But expect, but kids except are, for kids. That's why that's Once the best kid, one. you're a lost cause. But they still voted no. Because you can't, you shouldn't get a, why is it like, should I have a kid? Or like, I could never have kids again. Yeah, very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I guess it could be reverse, but that seems like, what the fuck? But he said it really weighed on him of like, people that he cared about not having a lot of shares in him. Because he was like, I directly correlate this. Like, it puts a number on it for like, how much you care about yeah. me. And he's like, I know it's ridiculous and I should get over it. But if you care about me, you should be in my like, top 10 shareholders, right? No, hell no. It's just so clearly like how he sees value in himself. It's like seeing value in yourself for like a number on a scale. But he's like, yeah, but why would my friends buy like my... I mean, not your friends, but your like significant other. Hell no. Like what? you want to say, buy, buy in. No, no way. That's loony talk. Well, maybe he's just a loony guy. He said he really like looks at his stock value and gets deeply sad when it goes down. Oh, like, it's like Facebook really likes. A, yeah, exactly. It's like losing that follow. Okay, so him and his girlfriend break up. And he's like, just broke up with shareholder number seven. Let's set some boundaries Ew. for how we're going to handle my future relationships. He puts up a vote being like, Spring is in the air, little ladies. Let's <laughs> Let's start fucking. Shareholders have approval over any possible romantic partners. Puts that proposal up for a vote. Almost 100% yes, approved. Which springs the quote-unquote romance advisory board. Which is a separate website. You need to be a shareholder to log it's in. It's kind of dope. You don't have to really like... It's not actually dope. I wouldn't want this. But you don't have to like think about anything. He That is so his personality. <laughs> yeah. Like... Like I'll if you're get like, into it more later, yeah. people. I was like, actually, when you break this down, it sounds like really appealing. It's like he doesn't really like to make decisions. Yeah, I'm just surprised. This maybe it was under wraps. I'm just shocked that I feel like with anything on the internet like this, it tends to like get just attract trolls mm-hmm. who would buy in to make all the worst decisions. So I'm like, the most shocking aspect of this whole thing to me is that that didn't happen. They didn't say, yeah, dye your hair. Yeah, get a vasectomy. Yeah, like do all this crazy right. shit. I'm surprised. I know. That's what I was saying with like, it's he has a very optimistic outlook that he trusts people to do what's best for yeah. him because people like they treat their sims of. like shit. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, take all the ladders out of the pool. Yeah. Swim until you get tired. Die in the pool. Have a grave in the pool. New family moves in. Haunt new family. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like people seem to actually really invest their time and money and what's best for him and link have strong opinions about it 
So Romance Advisory Board. Shareholders can log in, and for each candidate, he posts a pseudonym, no pictures, and he just describes the dates from his perspective. Um, And people get to, like, upvote to keep dating this person or, like, let's move on to the next one. It's going to be biased. Why? Because he describes it. Yeah, but it should be. It should be, like, who... So in June of 2012, he says, got a very strong candidate. She works part-time at a hedge fund. We had lunch of oysters and champagne. She describes her as self-possessed and saying he's feeling very optimistic, excited, and challenged. Self-possessed? That sounds like a bad quality. I mean, it's just the totally, isn't that the clear-cut opposite of him? Like, he's possessed Some, by okay, other... Okay. She's, like, very okay, decisive over her identity. I guess I'm 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 mixing up self-possessed with self being possessive. No, self-absorbed. Oh, no, no, no. Just like you make your own destiny kind of bitch. Yeah. Word. Like very in control of her own okay, life. Okay, I'm with that. Okay, so shareholders ask about this person who he's really excited about. Do they support the romance project? Mikey says she's concerned if she drops below 50% but understands. They say, can you tell us more yeah, about she's her? A, she's a money manager. She knows. He was like, choosing someone to date is like choosing a vice president. Word. So she really has to like get it, considering the last girlfriend. Yeah. And they say, can you tell us more about her? What's her deal? What's the vibe? And he says, likes dogs, plays the piano. Plus. Plus. <laughs> used to work at a coffee shop, prefers small rooms to big ones. I don't really know what else to say. Just Which like you walk her. in and say, oh, nice. Like my small <laughs> room. Oh, good. Like my room's small. Um, so her name is Marika, and she buys a bunch of shares soon after they start dating, votes herself up, but encourages... Okay, I'm kind of with it. So I'm getting a lot of this from an awesome episode of Love and Radio, um, where they interview the bo- both of them and talk about their relationship. But also you can go to Mikey's website, kmikeym.com, and he has all the votes and his like current share number, whatever. And it's funny, all of his votes, when you go into them, they're sort of like blog posts, and they're like very personal of like detailing what's going on Mm. in his life. Oh, this is like a kind of a cool looking website. Like it's not bunk. It's like kind of regular. Will you read the headline to the class? Community through capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the new new girlfriend, her name is Marika. She buys a bunch of shares in him, votes herself up, but keeps encouraging him to go on more dates. And she gets that this is sort of like a game to him. So she Plays. kind of starts treating it as such. And she says he actually has no clue what he wants, needs someone to tell him what to do. He needs permission because he doesn't trust his own instincts, would rather not decide for himself. But like, same, I get it. Like, in a sense, this kind of sounds really dreamy. Okay. You know what I, I mean? I understand. And in a weird way, it's hard because... I'm imagining a group of my friends, and they're my board, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like, I kind of would rather people who don't know me, in a sense, because, oh, you definitely. know, you, you can see the positives of having strangers. Absolutely. Yeah. And even more than strangers, people that just have money on the line. Yeah. It's yeah, like... Yeah, 100 right. A foot, or a stake in the game. Right. Because then I would really trust their opinion. Yeah. It's kind of genius. Yeah. So in August 2012, Marika's full-on girlfriend relationship commence. First thing that they do with the shareholders is draft a romantic contract. 
it's kind of fucking cool. I'm really into it. You can find the full thing on his website. I'm going to go through some highlights. Okay. Couple will make available geolocation at all times, except in the instance that it could reveal a pleasant surprise. You want your location known at all times? No, thank you. Why? I get it, but they're just, I don't know. Because we're all insecure. Okay, number two. Couple will replace Ikea furniture. No additional Ikea furniture will be added to the house. Three. One evening per week is dedicated to spending time together with or without guests. Evening begins at 6.05 p.m. A minimum of one morning per week is to be dedicated to spending time together in a leisurely manner. Morning ends at 12.01 p.m. More than three consecutive weeks without opportunity to spend a morning together will automatically force the couple to take a vacation together, lasting a minimum of three days. Spending leisurely yeah, morning. Yeah, good. This is good. Yeah. Spending leisurely mornings in matching Brooks Brothers pajamas is encouraged. Six, Article 6.1. Sexual relations with the goal of mutual satisfaction must take place at minimum three times per week, except for... Periods of illness, separation, and conditions that prevent the enjoyment of sex. Nicknames. Does that mean they have to come, or does that mean they just have to, quote-unquote, This satisfied? girl's not coming for her life. Yeah. Well, that's not true. Nicknames will not be given to genitalia. Who? No, nah, whatever. <laughs> not even worth it. <laughs> Sexual relations will be conducted solely for pleasure will, with no intent of procreation. Precautions will be taken to avoid pregnancy. Precautions that affect the body of the girlfriend will... (laughs) Article (laughs) 6-4. Jizz on you tits. Um, No, precautions that affect the body of the girlfriend will be paid for by the boyfriend. I thought that was dope. It should be split. That's what I think. Totally. But as if like that conversation ever even happens. Like if I ever had a boyfriend that was like, hey, we should like split your birth control. This is both of us. And you're taking on the burden of like putting that that in your body. Precautions that affect the body. Oh, cool. So I think he pays for her birth control. Yeah, word. I'm with that. That's dope. If that's why you're taking birth control solely as a like um, contraception, contraceptive, then I'm with that. I think that's cool. Um, sexual fantasies, fetishes, and explorations will be conducted under the Dan Savage rule of GGG. Do you know what that is? I've, I've heard him say it. I don't remember what it is. Dan Savage is a relationship call, or advice columnist guy. Mm-hmm. Is that how Has you put it? Has his own podcast too, yeah. Oh, yeah, interesting. Okay, so GGG, as defined by Dan Savage, means good giving and game. It means that someone should strive to be good in bed, giving equal time and equal pleasure to one's partner, and game for anything within reason. Weird. Game to try. That's what I think. Yeah. Public display of affection shall be limited to the following. Hand-holding, whatever. A most discreet pat on the butt. Footsie. A most discreet. <laughs> Tasteful making out in case of drunkenness, darkness, or anonymity. Uh, pornography restrictions include porn that is illegal as defined by U.S. law and or the state of Oregon, or B, porn in which the acting party is a personal acquaintance unless watched together. The couple will operate as exclusive and not take additional sexual partners during the course of the relationship. How do you feel so far? It's like a prenup before. I'm not early. mad at any of this. I think it's cool um i wouldn't want to do it but i for this circumstance i think it's like perfect yeah it's like an employment contract yeah kind of 
Um, it seems fair is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There's a section of it called Just Best Self. Um, the couple will floss and brush daily and have regular dental checkups performed by a dental professional. I can't do that. You can't do that. I'm out of insurance. <laughs> Maybe Quip could sponsor this podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe any dentist professional <laughs> could sponsor this podcast. Uh, uh, neither party may wear flip-flops nor sweatpants in another's presence. I thought that was Whacktown, USA. Yeah. You can't wear sweatpants? Get over yourself. Contract termination. They must provide a month's notice of termination if it's mutual or unless one of, the, unless one of them breaks the contract. Um, should both parties be rendered incapable of decision-making, the shareholders may decide if the relationship remains in place. Oh, I really liked, this is the last part of it, where this talks of how to handle each other if they do break up, which is really nice. Um, the The former couple shall not have a romantic or sexual relationship within one degree of friendship of the other for a period of six months. Should the couple end the relationship willingly or unwillingly, the former couple shall not talk negatively about the other person for a period of three months. Word. I think that's great practice. Me too. Yeah, so that like covers the gist of the whole thing. It's on his website. It's like super in depth and detailed, and I guess like a collab with all of the shareholders, and they all have to like then they do this and put it up to a vote, and if it's proof, then they have to sign it and like post it on the website. It's so crazy, um, and this is all like within the best interest that it's gonna make Mikey his best self. And they talk about how, like, they started this and would have, like, a board in the kitchen of, like, all the things that they had to do this week. Like, have to spend morning together, have to mm-hmm. have sex three times. And by the end of the week on Sunday, it also says, like, how much they have to work out to be, like, their best selves. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like is is life sounds like a chore. Yeah. But also if you need that rigidness to, yeah. like, do anything to function, it's, like crosses the line between like sounds cool or sounds like you should be able to do this on your own um but they said by the end of the week they'd be like fuck we have to do like seven of these things today and they said the sex was really hard to like make that happen three times a week um i was gonna say unless they just got together i feel like that's like a little high to like force that yeah but i guess that's what like couples therapy like having a mandated time to do it is helpful apparently i get i just can't imagine like all right i know (laughs) let's get in bed i know so unnecessary yeah so on november 9th 2016 they've been together a long time at this point it started in 2012 so like five years i see on his all-time stock around 2013 that's when his he had a big boost oh i I don't really know what's going on there um yeah, because I kind of have a gap of when they were, like, mm. going steady. He puts up the proposal proposal. Should I ask Marika to marry me? And he's like, shareholders have led me this far to a happy place. It only makes sense. I should ask further guidance on this big question. The question. I'm a better person and boyfriend because of shareholders. If this passes, I'll be a better husband, too. 5,044 votes for yes, 51 for no. Approved. Aww sliding mm-hmm. but slowly it really this whole thing of fucking course starts to weigh on his relationship he's putting all this energy into this and the girlfriend who like thought it was kind of fun before is like i would literally rather be gardening than talk about this for five more seconds 
And in May of, oh, yeah, it was May 16th because it was almost the other day. But 2017, shareholder approval rating. The shareholders say, we want to wish you a happy birthday. We wish you some percentage of a happy birthday based on how well we think you're doing as a publicly traded person. Yes is a vote that Mikey has a ship on the right course. No, we a no vote means we expect to see some improvements. 1,409 votes for yes. You can also see how many more people are involved by these votes. Like in the first yeah. one, it's like 100 versus 200. 1,409 votes for yes, 2,686 votes for no. It was overwhelmingly like, you suck right now, Mikey. The stock price was flat. The votes were boring. They said it was just not as fun, and they felt like he put it on the back burner. He has a fucking existential crisis over this because he puts all of his value as he Mm -hmm. is as a human being into what his stock value is and that more than half the people by a lot were like you're not you're not being a good guy right now he gets a new job he moves to la without consulting them which really fucking pisses them off not surprised um and he says my approval rating is my stock price so if you're excited about me moving to la buy shares if you're not you should sell people are really pissed um and they're like you make stupid votes about fucking piano lessons and like skiing that doesn't affect us at all. I mean, and then you take a new job and you move to LA without telling us. Um, but it seemed like he maybe started to think for himself. Yeah. For like he really needed to kind of rebelled and he needed to do something for himself. And then he's like, if you're still here, great. Let's keep going. If not, you should go. You should leave. You should just get. Um, so that was all about a year ago. As for what's good now... Uh, this past November, they broke up. She sold all her shares. He oh, made a long boy. post about it. He They didn't, like, put it up for a vote if they broke up or not. He talks about, like, he went through with the proposal and she said yes because they voted to do it. Yeah. But they knew that it was wrong. Um, and it, like, didn't fix you anything. You can only play for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she sold all of... It was actually really nice as they were breaking up, he was like, it would crash the market if she just dropped out. So it's like, could everyone buy some of her shares? And it was like overwhelming support of people like buying all of her shares and splitting them up. Yeah. And then, so that first approval rating that like made his world fall apart, that was May 16th, 2017. So that's when I was doing research for this. So I looked it up and the vote was still open Mm. of like his one for this year. And I took a screenshot where you can see how it is now. But it was like 95% vote yes, shareholder approval. And he's still doing, he's still doing everything. Like his most recent votes were like, should I go speak at this? Should I be involved in this project and more like professional aligned thing? I don't know if he's still doing the romance stuff. I imagine not. Yeah. I mean, it seemed to go pretty well. They were like together for a long time, but he's probably. It seemed to go well when it was fun. Yeah. Still like that was a long time. Um. Yeah, that's Mike Merrill, the first Mikey. publicly traded person. Go on kmikeym.com. It's really cool. You can really get sucked into like all the different votes and like how people voted and his descriptions of stuff. It's cool. What would you put up for vote? Nothing. Really? Nothing. You'd oh be my scared. God. Not scared. I'd be like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> no, really, like, who are you? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not a big. I feel like I could use some I'm, unbiased advice. 
You don't? Um, I, maybe I could use it, but I'm kind of not that person that would like really be able to follow through with that. I'm self-possessed, as you might say. Oh, maybe that's why we're a match, just like them. We're Mikey and Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> that's just him and him. Uh, what is their name? Malika or something? Uh, something like that. Sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we're back. Hopefully for good. Hopefully. Hope- hopefully. Hopefully. Now that we record from our new home. Yes. The Rabbit Hole Podcast Headquarters. The Rabbit Hole Podcast Headquarters. Uh, my only other news is I got a soda stream. Mm. I don't really know how to set it up. So uh, maybe you can like email me a YouTube tutorial on how to set up a soda stream. What do you want to be emailed to this week, Lauren? Um, This week overnight oats recipes (laughs) well you can really get a clear picture of who we are as like (laughs) domestic home beings yeah email us all of that and um the shit you like to read on the internet at two in the morning at the rh podcast at gmail.com i know it's weird i know that's a hard one it's taken the good one is taken. If you want to give it up and give it to me, feel free. I'll, I'll pay you, you up dollar. to $10. <laughs> 10. I'm going 10. Wow. I'm going one zero. But for now, it's the RH podcast at Gmail. Say it with me. Dot com. com. Thanks. Love Rat, ya. Rat review. Subscribe. Like, review, subscribe. No. <laughs> Like, comment, subscribe. No! It's me, Harry Potter. <laughs> Live from the royal wedding. <laughs> I'm shutting this off before it gets too far. <laughs> okay, okay, bye. Bye.